Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the Director of Outreach and Faith Formation here at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego. And I'm Maya, and I'm the Youth Minister. And not with us, but also part of the team, is the Reverend Jackie Pippin, who is usually in Japan, but is slowly making her way to the United States for like a month. Um, but she's in Hawaii right now, and uh, she is severely jet-lagged. She just got there yesterday. Yeah. So, I'd be concerned if she wasn't jet-lagged. Yeah. Anyway, Jackie will be back with us once she catches up to whatever time zone she finds herself in by Thursday of next week. <laughs> um, but until then, we hope her safe travels, and she'll be back with us uh, soon enough. But this week, we are in uh, Proper 6, making our way into Ordinary Time, and like every week... All the all the resources are available on stpaulcathedral.org slash faith to go as well as the weekly email which you can sign up for. So uh, before we get into it, Maya is going to read the gospel reading for this Sunday, and then we're going to highlight a few things from the gospel reading. So Maya's going to read from Mark chapter 4, verses 26 through 34. He also said, The kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself, first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. When the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle, because the harvest has come. He also said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which, when sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all the shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in the shade. With many such parables he spoke the word to them, so as, as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. Okay, thanks, Maya. Yeah. So, uh... Like I said before, we are in the first half of Mark's gospel this week, chapter 4. You'll remember that last week we were in chapter 3, Jesus and Beelzebul, talking about the Holy Spirit and blaspheming against the Holy Spirit and kingdoms divided and things like that. So this is the chapter, this is halfway through the chapter that immediately follows that. Uh, And so between that and and today, Jesus told that parable of the sower scattering seed and falling on different kinds of ground, and then has explained that parable to his disciples, and now he's saying these parables. So we're kind of in a string of parables and teachings that Jesus is doing directly to his disciples. So that's important to remember the audience. It's hard to have a sense of who the audience is when we have these little snippets of scripture from the lectionary, but going back and tracking it to who he's been talking to right now, the gospel reading from today with these two parables and Jesus talking about parables in general, he's talking just to his 12 disciples. So it's not a huge crowd, but just those 12 disciples that he's talking to. Um, So we haven't had a parable in a while, I don't think. No, we haven't. Uh, we had this awful we, string of parables, remember? Yeah, like, we had a, yeah. Yeah, a long string of parables in the fall. Yeah, with Abby. Yeah. And then we had a number of different like metaphors and things in Easter time uh, from John and, and in Lent. Uh, and so the thing that I want to talk about is actually from the very last part of it, um, when Jesus says, with many, or when the 
Scripture says, With many such parables he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. So this is, I think, an invitation to just talk a little bit about parables and what they are and why Jesus uses them. Um, and they're very similar to how we've talked about Jesus using metaphors before. So as we all know, like a metaphor is using language to describe something that isn't because it you can't quite describe it exactly right. Using it to describe using other else. language, yeah. right? Um, so Jesus, those metaphors, if you remember them from John, were about Jesus being the true vine, Jesus being the good shepherd, um, and all those as kind of Jesus using these different uh, metaphors from nature to explain his role in relation to uh, his disciples, to the people around him, and to God. Now, what Jesus does is use parables and metaphors uh, the most to talk about the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. Um, this kingdom is referred to in those two different ways depending on which gospel you're reading. Um, but here in Mark, it's the kingdom of God that Jesus is talking about. And one important thing to remember is that there was a kingdom ha that they were a part of Roman Empire. Right. Might there, have heard of it. There was a secular kingdom that was happening around them, which was kind of this very oppressive system. They were really under rule by an outside kingdom. If Imperialism, at, yeah. They understood them. The, the, the Jewish people in Jerusalem and in that surrounding region of Galilee understood themselves to be under an oppressive rule from the Romans. And so when Jesus talks about the kingdom of God, he's talking about this this radically different alternative kingdom uh one that is happening under the surface there's like this kingdom that is visual and there's this kingdom that is moving amongst us so when we think about the kingdom of god even the kingdom of heaven we don't have to think about it just as something that happens once this world ends either for us individually or in this like cosmic ending kind of way but something that is happening now, some a, an, an alternative way of being in the world that is um, available to us at this very moment. This kingdom of God is something that is present now, that is happening now. And there's this already and not yet that is present in any time Jesus is talking about the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. That it has, has come and is still coming. So it's this ever-developing, ever-becoming. Ever-existing. And yet already fully present um, way of being with one another and with God that we are invited into. And so, because you can imagine that something that isn't very physical and, and visually clear right. is hard to describe, Jesus uses all these, this, these different methods of storytelling and metaphor to describe it. Right. And that's really the most important thing to keep in mind as we read parables because we'll be reading more and more of them as we get into ordinary time and especially these ones today. Because what Jesus is saying isn't the kingdom of God is this. Jesus is saying the kingdom of God is like this. The kingdom of God is mm -hmm. as if and then this whole story that's right. happening. But the whole point of storytelling and these parables is that they are supposed to read us. They conquer us in a way. They are an invitation to a deeper way of knowing that is beyond words. Because if Jesus could describe the truth of the kingdom of God in plain words, he would have done it. Mm -hmm. 
But there's something about the truth of the kingdom of God that is only explainable in the spaces between the words that are this story. So Jesus talks, there's a couple of words in here that are interesting. Um, so that, that last two verses I just read, he did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. And so this word explain is epiluo, and it actually means like loose. Luo is loose. So it's, it's like unpacking, it's untying this knot that is scripture. So if, if, the, if there's this like really tightly bound knot that is the truth of the kingdom of God, the parables work on us to kind of, if we let them read us, like I said, and, and experience them and hear the story and, and sit with it, then it kind of does this loosening and unbinding through the experiences of our lives that help us, helps us to see more clearly this kingdom of God moving around us and really to help us know beyond knowing these truths of the kingdom of heaven that, and the kingdom of God that, Je- that Jesus is trying to teach. So that was my thing that I want to talk about, was the parables. Okay, so, so I wanted to talk about the parable of the growing seed. Um, the kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. <laughs> he does not know how. So, I mean, there's... Two objects in the story, you know, the farmer and the, and the seeds, and they're just doing what they naturally do. People go to bed and they wake up and the seed is growing. Mm-hmm. And it's so it, in regards to, to the parable, like how we interpret parables, it's the seeds don't have to be like, how am I going to do this? They just do it. Mm-hmm. It just happens. Yeah. They just it's just how it naturally happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and the and the sower can't make anything happen or make it work for them it's like well can you actually um sprout like sometime in august you know i mean september Mm -hmm. doesn't really work for me yeah so it's like as the farmer who is you know planting the seed and hoping for it to grow there is so much that we are not in control of like we can't control how god is going to move in us and transform us but we can plant the seed you know like we can take the seed out of the package and put it in the ground and water it you know take care, do those spiritual practices or whatever those things are that we know are going to be helpful for us. But knowing that as much as we might do contemplative prayer or read the Bible or whatever it is every day, there is a mystery to how anything changes and transforms and grows in us because we're not the ones making it happen. A farmer can't go out and make a seed grow. A farmer can do a lot of things to tend soil to water, to make sure that it's in the right light, the right heat, right. things like that. But ultimately, it's completely out of the control of the farmer what's going to happen to that seed, you know? And often I and I reson- that resonates with me right now because it's like all I can do is keep doing the things that I know I'm being called to do, but I have I have no way of knowing what they're going to grow into. You know? And, and all I can do is the next thing if you try to. Exactly. Like the the farmer could could sit up all night hoping that the seed is going to grow, or measure it every single day. It could sit out there and talk to it and ask it to grow right. faster and prod it. Ultimately, that would probably hurt the plant more than it would if you were just patient and let right. it happen. But really, it's just causing you suffering if you are taking all this energy to try to change something that is impossible to change. Things. Yeah, and then why are you yeah. even growing it in the first place? So right. it's like takes away the purpose on why you're even doing things to begin with if you're just focused on the products of it. Mm-hmm. So in this parable, there's there is 
something about patience, but I think also so much it's patience in that there's so much letting go that has to happen that in that the kingdom of heaven is in the kingdom of God is an invitation to letting go of control of of how God is moving in our lives, the way that we're growing, but also being tentative to it, you know, taking time to to be intentional about our spiritual lives and our relationship with God and with one another, but knowing that those things grow on their own, that God provides the growth. It's such a delicate thing because it's, on one hand, we don't have control, mm-hmm. but and but we also have to tend to them. But another thing is like God doesn't, it's about taking the seed out of the package. Mm-hmm. And so we do have some, an ounce of control really. Right. And, but we also don't. So it's this weird balance of God is never in the Bible is never a God of coercion and force mm-hmm. is that it's always an invitation uh, to step into the light, to come home, to, to, to see him, to, to learn, to grow. Um, but he's not going to, on one he's it's going to happen, mm-hmm. but it's, are you going to let it happen? So our, Control, I guess, is in the choice. We suffer so much having to grip onto control and that we are going to freak out about the changes happening to us versus just letting go and then just relaxing in them. Yeah. But it's this weird balance of, like, God doesn't force us to do anything, but they're going to happen anyway. And so that brings us to the second parable, which is the mustard seed. He also said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed which when sown upon the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it, sh- it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. So now Jesus is, that first parable was about the growth and now it's about the seed itself and how small it is. So it's like, Again, Jesus likes to talk about the kingdom of God being like really small, you know? It's so there's big. like right, there's like smallness and at the same time powerful explosive potential, you know? He talks about it as yeast also, which is the same. It's like this little bit of yeast can leaven this whole big batch of bread. Right. This little tiny seed, the smallest smallest seed is going to grow into the biggest of all the shrubs. Or the grain of wheat that breaks and then gives forth the like eternal grains of wheat for centuries to come. Right. Yeah. It's all there's something about that this like that the kingdom of God is this agriculture. <laughs> yeah, right. There's just like this I don't know. Again, not great words to describe it, but there's this smallness in it that is also great that's hugeness. There is particularity and universality in right. everything you know like fi- finitude and infinite at the same yeah. time infinity yeah that's worth so as so there's that like little tininess there's this smallness about the kingdom of god that it is this is what it's making you think of right now is like it is tiny and so small and that it's in each of us and yet it is bigger and greater than any one of us at the same time you know, the seed because it's it can, will become and it can has a potential to become. Right. It's inside me so small and it's bigger than me and bigger than everything. You know, it's this huge thing. That is also in you. Right. This whole thing. Yeah. And so and the cool thing is that not only that, but when it does grow, it says it's it puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in it. So not only not only is it just, hey, this is a small thing, it's going to be big, but 
it's going to be big enough that it can provide safety and protection and a home for things. You know, it's like, it's, it's something you can nest in and rest in and be in. And the others can too. Exactly. It's big enough for everyone and small enough that it's just in me. So, again, how could you, ex- there's no good way of explaining that except through this story, <laughs> right? you know? There's no and just like letting that sit with me, I'm not going to be able to explain it very clearly, but there's a truth, there's an unknowing about it that is going to resonate with me and that I'm, I'm going to know something beyond my intellectual abilities to to just know something. And evidence is a weird word, but I think some evidence of that is the fact that after you said that, we were both quiet. Right. Because <laughs> yeah. we both got it. Yeah. Oh, and didn't get it, but like felt it because it's feeling. It's not yeah. something we would have said. Yeah. It like resonates much more in my heart and in my gut than in my brain. That was good. So those were our three things from this gospel reading today that we hope you take into your conversation. The first one was about parables and about the, the truth of storytelling and Jesus's invitation and explaining the kingdom of God through parables um, to us, to be kind of humble in front of them, to let them work on us, and to not try to explain every single thing, but to engage them with an open mind and try to hold the whole of them um, and let them change us. Um, The second thing, and then the second two were about the two parables. So the first one, the parable of the growing seed, um, about the how the kingdom of God is about this kind of this patience and this cyclical way that we grow and bear fruit and then are planted again and grow again and bear fruit and this lifelong journey of uh, discerning our next place to go. And then the mustard seed about the bigness and the smallness at the same time that this mustard seed there's that this kingdom of God is so small that it's, it's both inside of us and so big that it is everywhere and in everybody, that everybody can be in it and it can be inside of everyone at the same time. And so, and, and therefore that um, we have this personal relationship with God and at the same time God is bigger than any personal relationship. It's this non-dual way of understanding God, this immanence and... Um, transcendence, transcendence, transcendence at the same time. So, after having that discussion, Maya is going to read the gospel one more time and see if you hear anything new when you uh, hear it. He also said, The kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground. I would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces it of itself, first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle because the harvest has come. He also said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which, when sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs, and puts forth large branches, so that the birds of the air can make nests in the shade. With many such parables he spoke the words to them, as they were able to hear it, He did not speak that to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. All right. That's our episode for this week. We'll be back in your podcast feed next week, June 24th. 
Um, make sure you go to check out all of the Faith to Go resources this week at www.stpaulcathedral.org slash faith to go. And on that website, you can sign up for the weekly email to get those resources sent directly to you every Sunday morning, a little bit more mobile-friendly that way. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at faith to go and comment on our posts. We have asked a different question every Sunday morning and afternoon. And we will be back next week with Jackie. And if you see someone in the United States that looks like Jackie Pippen and you say to yourself, that can't be Jackie Pippen, she lives in Japan. It is her. How would they know, though, if they've never seen her, like, on a, like, because she, they only hear her voice. Maybe you'll hear someone in the grocery store that sounds like Jackie Pippen. like, that's not Jackie Pippen. Can't be. But it can be. It is. So you should say hi to her. Jackie will be back with us next week. And uh, we'll be back next week, too. But for now, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.